The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Drivers, start your engine! Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. That's right. This is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You are in the middle of a brand new offering here on the SGPN. Of course, it is NASCAR and me and Cody are both huge NASCAR fans. And I already know that I'm excited to bring this show to you. Uh, But I'm going to let Cody introduce himself here in a second and let him know, uh, let you guys know how excited he is as well to be putting this on. Uh, I got to tell you right now, this is crazy because you know me probably from the fantasy football podcast uh, but I am definitely making a debut here uh, for NASCAR betting and it's it's been a long time coming to the network and I'm so thankful to Sean and Ryan for for making this happen and for letting us do this Um, so yeah Cody uh, you are new to podcasting here on this network but doggone it welcome to the family welcome to the show how stoked are you for this podcast Rod I am so stoked I love nascar i live and breathe it i've been begging ron and sean uh oof, sean and ryan i better get that right huh? <laughs> the boss is i've your been check, begging buddy. them for for more nascar content and you know when you invited me to host this with you uh, a little nervous because like you said i've not really done podcasting before but i'm super stoked talk about something i love and mix nascar with gambling and how much better can it get that's how it began, ladies and gentlemen. This is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. That was a flashback to episode one, the very first maiden voyage of this brand new show as it came to birth here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And Cody, man, after 99 episodes, we are now on episode 100. Brother, two questions. One. Did you ever think you were going to make it to episode two? And two, did you ever think you'd make it to episode 100? I didn't think I would make it to episode one. I figured we'd just (laughs) record that, throw it out, and bring somebody else in. So, uh, boy, that's a flashback there. Uh, Yeah, I feel like I've I've come a little bit of a ways since my very first time on the microphone there. But, uh, man, what what a flashback. 100 episodes. I can't believe we've been doing this for just about a year now. Man, what what a fun ride it's been already. I, you know, and what's crazy is I look back to that first episode and 
you know, we had talked a little bit beforehand and we talked about the whole thing and, and how you like, I've never done this before. And I like, don't worry, brother. We got you. I mean, all you got to do is talk NASCAR. You'll be fine. And the, the day you set foot behind that, that microphone and, and the very first day you cracked that thing open, I knew we had something special. I knew that this was going to be a show unlike any other in the market and just the passion that you brought, the knowledge that you brought, and and continue to bring day in and day out. I, for one, could not have picked a better co-host for this show. So I am eternally grateful that you said yes in the first place and that I didn't scare you off in episode one and, and to be here now today still talking NASCAR, like you said, almost a year later. Yeah, well, you know, all thanks to you. I appreciate you plucking me out of nowhere and uh and molding me into to what i've at least become so far um and yeah it's so it's this is all rod's fault but i thank him very much because i wouldn't be here without him and uh man it's been been a hell of a ride we've had a lot of fun we've had some some big hits some big heartbreaks right we're gonna talk about both those today it's gonna be this is gonna be a pretty fun episode i'm super pumped for this one we got uh, a lot of fun plans put it out there on social media um to ask questions uh, stuff, stuff you wanted to know answers from about us. Some of it's NASCAR related. Some of it's gambling related. Some of it's about my Husker football team, all <laughs> kinds of other questions. So I'm excited to kind of jump into stuff and, uh, and yeah, just, just talk and, and get to know us a little more as we, uh, head, head closer towards the new NASCAR season. And look, there have been people, so this came out in January of 2022. That was the very first episode uh, that came out. It was January ah, 27th. I, I think that's right. Yeah, I, ca- yep. I can't find the exact date on there. Uh, but January 27th, we are three days away from the one-year anniversary of the show. So what better? I mean, look, it almost lined up perfectly. We, we could have probably saved episode 100 for three days later. But first of all, we, we didn't got want too much to, news to talk about later yeah, in the week. So far too much <laughs> stuff going on right now. We are we are literally <laughs> almost up on the clash. Uh, which, by the way, books. <laughs> get the odds get the odds Jeez, what are we waiting for i have we only got 12 no days 12 Wait, 12 days. days till the class get us some freaking odds <sighs> it'd be nice to have those for sure uh and then of course the the daytona 500 quickly approaching as well uh but yeah this is going to be an episode that we're just going to enjoy 100 episodes like cody said he put some uh questions out there or, or feelers out there on twitter on discourse uh, discord and said what do you want to know I mean, this this show is going to be yours, and we kind of opened the proverbial mailbag, and and we've got some stuff to go over, and you know we'll do it in a fun way that uh, that celebrates this show and celebrates you for listening. Because listen, before we get any farther, I know that there's tons to still talk about, but I've got to tell you, and and I mean, stop me if I'm gushing again. I don't know how many times I can gush in the off season, but I'm just going to gush because it is episode 100, and you guys can look skip ahead 30 seconds. I'll give you permission if you don't want to listen to this, but. <laughs> I'm just going to go out and say that from the second we started this show, we didn't know, first of all, how it was going to come across. We didn't know if we were going to be welcome into the NASCAR betting community. We didn't know if this was just going to be something that we did for us and nobody else cared, which wouldn't have mattered anyways because we'd have still done it. But the simple fact of the matter is that you guys listening continued to put this show in the running in the top 10 of the SGPN. And when you look at the top 10 of the SGPN, I mean, obviously the mothership's up there. That That's the one that owns the world. But we're, we're competing with folks like MLB, NBA, 
uh, an NFL, like established and soccer for that matter. We're the established sports that are worldwide phenomenons. You continue to make our show appear in the same conversation with these shows. And that is a testament to you. That is a testament to all of you that listen, that continue to download this show and support this show the way you do. If it were not for you, this would not be on for episode 100. It would not be on for a second season, and it would not continue to be the show that it is continually evolving, continually getting better. And uh, um, I literally can't say enough about those of you who listen to the show every single week, every single time it comes out, because, I mean, look, this is the second 100th episode that I've done on this network, but this one's special because I just know deep down that the, the audience that listens to this is a much more engaged, much more passionate, much more knowledgeable audience than I feel like I've ever had as a podcaster in general. So no slight to anybody else that's listening to any of my shows, but like, I don't know what it is about this show, but I, I love it to death and I love you guys for it. Yeah, I I have nothing to add to that. You, you, you hit it all perfectly and, and you took all the words. So I second everything you just said. And yeah, it's been, been a fun ride. We've interacted with so many fun, different people and love all the messages we get from you guys, all the interaction on the discord um, and, and questions and, and comments. And, you know, you've, you've helped us turn this into what it is because when we started, right, we kind of threw it together <laughs> two weeks before the clash, basically, one week, one show a week. We're just kind of throwing some NASCAR odds out there, and then it's evolved into now we cover all three series. We added the recap show. We added the DFS show. Sounds like we're going to be adding more shows coming up here. Little little teaser for you. Stay tuned. But uh, yeah, so it's it's evolved and constantly changed as far as what we're covering, how we're kind of covering it, and and everything because of the feedback you've given us and that's helped us grow and stay up there on the charts with these other podcasts. This is a big network and there's what 30 some different shows at this point. I mean, every sport you can think of and even sports you didn't know existed have a show. And I'm sure Rod will get his Australian football, Australian rules football show here soon uh, to add to that. But, but yeah, to be up there in the top 10 consistently, even during the off season, which is even crazier because it's, you know, it's a short off season. Yes. But, you know, still have shows and, and people are still downloading and listening. So just thank you to everybody. Thanks for getting us here. Um, we already have an assignment for, for episode 200 and what we're supposed to give out then. We'll, we'll talk to that when we get into the, into the questions. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're going to have to stick around at least that long. Hey, I'm ready for it if you are. So, uh, and I know the listeners are, so we're definitely going to continue to do that. All right. Housekeeping before we get into the main thrust of it. Obviously we have been giving the countdown to the Daytona 500 and the Bush Clash over the last few episodes of the offseason. This is no different because, again, man, we're excited and we want to hurry up and get this thing started. So, Cody, how long is it? I, I know we did some quick back of the napkin math before the show. Started. Yeah, I don't know if my count got what well, I, I thought my count got thrown off, and then turns out my count was actually right. So we did a lot of counting. It's my and fault for the show. It's it's been one of those days, but yes, we can't skip the history portion. We'll, we'll make it quicker today. 12 days until the Clash of the Coliseum. That's less than two weeks. We're so close. Cars on track today in Phoenix. Jimmy Johnson was out there. A couple of other guys doing some testing. NASCAR was trying some different stuff. But there's a ton of news and notes that's happened in the last week that we'll get to in shows later on this week. We're going to focus this show on you, on your questions. Um, but 26 days till the Daytona 500. 
Um, and yeah, this number, and I think we were kind of both surprised by this actually, as we came to the conclusion that it was 26 days. Uh, this number has been used quite a bit. 1108 starts in the cup series, uh, for the number 26, uh, 22 wins, uh, 532 times it's been on the top 20, 36 times it sat on the pole, uh, was first used September 4th of 1950. And then most recently used October 9th of 2022. I believe that was Daniel Kaivat that drove that at one of the road courses. Um, I believe he was the one that was in the 26th this year. But uh, some some really big names have actually started some some time in this car. Uh, Brett Bodine, 147 races. He has one victory. Jamie McMurray, we all know him from Fox now, right? Back in the day, this was an original Roush number, or maybe not original, but one of their first numbers that was big for a long time. He started 144 races in that car uh, and won two of them. Jimmy Spencer spent 70 races behind all of this. Johnny Benson, the 26, the white tricks car. Uh, Cheerios, he was sponsored by a bunch of different cereals over over the years. That was always a fun car to watch growing up. Uh, Ricky Rudd, another guy that we've talked about recently uh, up there in the Hall of Fame. Not quite yet, but uh, one of the guys that was a finalist this year and, and we'll probably be getting in soon. Junior Johnson, a legend of the sport from back in the day. He had 12 wins in this car. Um, he's, he's really the one who who elevated that number. Um, Cole Witt, somebody we've seen more recently. Morgan Shepard, a guy that's been around the sport forever. Curtis Turner, Bobby Isaac. Todd Bodine, brother to Brett Bodine, spent some time in this car. Uh, Joe Nemechek, obviously that's uh, John Hunter Nemechek's father. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, most recently, Daniel Kaivat. He's made three starts in that car number, um, but nine or rather, eighty-six different drivers have made starts in this car number. And uh, yeah, it's uh, manufacturer-wise, mostly very much dominated by Ford. Seven hundred and eighty-three races. Junior Johnson had a lot to do with that, and then of course, Roush has always been a Ford. Um, yeah, Nash Motor Company started a race. Some Lincolns, some Dodge, Plymouth, Pontiac. A little bit of everybody in here, but there's your your speedy version of the number 26 car. 26 days till Daytona. That's less than the month of February away. We're getting so close, Rod. Oh, I can already taste that Corey LaJoy victory. <laughs> we'll talk about him very, very shortly. But I, I tell you what, man, as the numbers get smaller, and I think we're going to actually be, I think we will have an episode for uh, for that big one, the one that you can't ignore uh, that it's in the twenties there. I think we'll probably cover that, uh, that, that 24 number. Here, I, so. I'd like to think that we're probably going to end up making that, uh, a, a priority. So, um, yeah, I was surprised by 26. I really was. I didn't, I, I kind of, kind of forget about that is still an actual number. So, um, yeah. and it yeah. hasn't been used much lately. I mean, we, we did see it start three times this year. Um, but prior to that, it was 2015, I believe was 2016. Rather, there was one start. Robert Richardson Jr. I don't even that name I don't doesn't ring a bell at all. Um, and then you go back to 2015. Jeb Burton and, and a couple other guys made some starts, but um, Michael Waltrip made one start back in 2013. So it's not been used a ton in recent history. It's last well, 2014 was a full season with Cole Witt. He was a very much a back marker, um, but the last real full time solid effort was all the way back in 2009 in the Sprint Cup with Jamie McMurray. Um, he started all the races that year and ended up with a win um, on the season there. But, yeah, it's not a number that's been used much in recent history for sure. 
No. Yeah, and that's really, I mean, I do remember Jamie, Jamie McMurray. Hello, uh, tongue-tied. Uh, yeah, I do remember Jamie McMurray in that 26 as well uh, for ever a split second. So, um, okay, let's do this. We got a lot to get to today, so we're going to continue to get to it. But we have to step away, pay the bills, so we can continue to bring you all of this glorious content that we bring you. So let's do that. Step away. We'll come back. We'll start answering your questions on the other side of the break. And first, also- oh, that's not the right one. Let me hit the right button. There it is. <laughs> Let's tell you about WinBet. It's the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Plus, the NFL playoffs are here. Go Niners, go. Go Niners, go. You want great odds, promos, payouts, promos? There, It's all happening right now at WinBet. I know you're ready to play, so sign up today. Get a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, obviously limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from. All you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions. Winbet.com must be 21 older and present here. Play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Cody, we've spent a lot of hours talking on this show. I mean, a lot of hours i don't even want to count how many hours we've spent yeah that 100 episodes and a lot of the time we go over an hour that is a lot of hours that is a lot of hours 100 hours do the math i don't know how many days that is that's a couple of days there worth of talking i've loved every second of it with you you know and i am going to continue to love every second of it afterwards so um yeah we've done a lot of talking Obviously, we've got a lot of folks that have, have wanted to hear about some of our favorite things, and, and there's a lot of questions that we've been asked uh, over the course of Discord and Twitter the last couple of days. So we're going to take some time and, uh, and, and answer some of those questions. So, Cody, I'm going to let you go ahead and read off uh, uh, at least the first question. What, what, where do you want to start? Take us someplace nice to begin with. Well, do you want to start with the Twitter questions? Do you want to start with the Discord questions? Where do you want to go? Let's start with the Discord questions because it is the Discord group slash the Slack group that basically got us where we are today. That, so that is true. That yes, that that was the beginning of all this. So we'll give some love to our Discord guys. If you're not in the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. That's a nice quick way to get there. Um, there's the NASCAR channel there. There's also a thousand other channels. Again, any sport you want. There's people in there talking about it, even if it doesn't have a show yet. Again, that's how the NASCAR one started in the Slack days before we had Discord. We were just a bunch of guys in there talking about NASCAR, and now here we are today on the 100th episode of the NASCAR show. So, uh, yeah, shout out to all the guys in there. Um, And, yeah, we got some amazing questions sent in. Um, Go Bearcats, we'll start with him. He sent about 75 questions in, so (laughs) we might not cover all of them, but we do appreciate it him uh sending sending in his questions and uh yeah let's see let's just start up at the top here um he wants to know what kind of our first thing that comes to mind is he wants to hear us talk about wager structure betting systems how much of the bankroll do you like to tie up on futures um for any given race how much do you typically bet um what's the percentage you put towards head-to-heads picks on the winners etc wow 
that's a that's a mouthful for it. It is a mouthful, yes. But um, what are your kind of thoughts on that, Rob? Well, here's the thing, and we've told you we've told you time and time again that we're not necessarily a unit management type of a show. Don't necessarily enjoy telling you how to how to manage your bankroll because obviously that's that's on you uh, and and between you and your banker uh, and your bankroll. So, but for me, I mean, look. You guys know I'm in California, so I can't necessarily freely do all of this. So I'm a, I'm a very small stakes kind of a guy, anyways, because um, unfortunately I I don't want to bet the house on much of anything because uh, frankly I want to live in this house. And uh, <laughs> as much as we love to bet the long shots and as love as much as we love to hit these long shots, um, I think you guys know, especially you, Go Bearcats, you you know better than just about anybody else how bankroll management and, and, and making sure that you're not overspending what you can afford um, is, is worth. So for me, I mean, it's very low stakes. We're talking, you know, 10, 20, whatever. So um, anytime that it actually does happen, uh, and I'm not necessarily one to try to make gigantic bets on, on things because one, uh, I will say that, uh, you know, I've, I've lived in my family. There, there have been folks that, uh, that were heavy gamblers and I don't want to be part of that uh that world as it were you know i want to be a responsible person i want to be a responsible gambler and and if anything this network has taught me that that is a possibility right i mean because before i kind of fell into that same sort of mindset that it, it, this guy was laying money on his bookie and his bookie was coming to break his kneecaps and you know that you're ostracizing all of the commercials that the state of california showed me <laughs> about what gambling turns you into that's what I had thought up until I, I really started to, to get Advertising into it. Advertising works, Rod. I'm telling you, <laughs> and that's what the state of California thought, you bastard. But anyways, so yeah, like I said, it's it's not it's not anything huge, and I wouldn't feel comfortable going and laying like mattress jack money on on anything. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't follow mattress max lead. He just lost a ton of money on the Cowboys, which shame on him for betting on the Cowboys. That's should have been his own lesson in itself. But Amen. yeah, I agree with everything you said. Of course. Be responsible is the most important thing with gambling. And yeah, they do make it out. And I live in Nebraska. It's the same thing here. It's not legal. And every time we just finally got casinos for the first time, but they can only be on horse tracks. And it's it's ridiculous, the the things. But the, the commercials you saw, you know, if we, this passed, there was going to be a casino on every exit across the, there's an interstate that runs straight through the state. And there was going to be a casino on every exit and just poor people everywhere. And I've not seen any of that happen. But yes, of course, you have to be responsible. You have to manage based on what you have. Some people, a unit might be five or ten dollars. Some people it might be a thousand or more, you know, whatever. Just wherever you're at, I don't have a big bankroll. I'm just a regular guy working the in the beer sales industry for my day job and do this, you know, in my free time. So it's not uh, not a huge bankroll. And I, I'm very limited here when I can get to Iowa and Kansas and do whatever. So it just depends. I mean, it, it, that's the main thing is it just depends on, on what you have, what you're comfortable losing. Of course, always don't put it down if you're not willing to lose it because there's a good chance you'll, you're going to sometimes. And, and that happens. And we know the house always wins in general, but that doesn't mean it can't be a fun recreational thing to do. Just like anything else you do as far as hobbies or, or whatever other vices you might have say I'm in beer sales, right? And alcohol is good in moderation and done correctly. But if you have a problem, don't do it. And it's, it's the same thing there. So it all just goes to, to what you have. 
Um, I don't like to tie too much up in futures just because that's a long time to wait for a return. Now I do have, um, what is it, like plus 1,600? What was he? 16 to 1 is what I got on Doug Peterson to win coach of the year in the NFL. Uh, he just was awarded the AFC coach of the year today. So I'm hoping that he'll get the NFL coach of the year and uh, I can cash out on that. But you throw 10 or 20 bucks on that and it turns into, you know, 200 bucks or whatever. So that stuff like that is uh, is not bad at all. Um, but yeah, it's it's just all about what you can handle, what you can do. Um, and that's that's pretty much uh, where we go with that. Yeah, I mean, look, and and the whole futures market, anyways. If if you really look at it as an investment, then okay, you know, if you're if you can't really afford to not get that money back next week or you know in four or five days, then obviously you don't want to. And and I almost feel like we're talking and preaching to the choir at this point because the, the folks that listen to this show don't necessarily. But of course, with episode 100, may bring a different audience and somebody new not have never done this before, um, and they might want to know how to do it but again you know if you're if you're tying a whole lot in futures just don't expect to obviously get that back right away right. it's going to take well, it gives you less to work with through, during the season and you got to wait a long time for the payoff that doesn't mean you can't find good value on stuff and you you know some things you know it, like if you want to i did put a substantial bet when i was in kansas a couple weeks ago on ty gibbs under 1.5 wins compared to what i generally bet because i feel very confident in that and that's just something that's out there that I feel like I can part with this and I'll see it again in, in, you know, 10 months when the season finally ends, but, or 11 months, I guess, but, um, but it, it just, yeah, it all depends on your comfort level. Um, and then race to race, you know, it, it just depends on what you feel comfortable with. There's certain races, super speedways. We talk about it, right. You kind of sprinkle smaller bets on, on some different guys to win because higher chances of hitting one of those longer shots, um, and then some races are, there is a head to head. I'll really, really like, and I'll go a little heavier and throw a couple units on that and just kind of ride on that because I'm so confident in it. So it just, it race to race, you know, track to track. It's all just dependent on how you feel. And again, what you're comfortable with, that's the most important thing. And that's why we don't do the units thing. We don't give that out. We leave that to you to, for you to do what you're comfortable with and for you to, to put out there what you're what you're comfortable losing, of course. Yep, we've always told you it's between you and your bankroll, and that's the continue to be. I mean, for me, like I said, it's it's not even when I would go to a poker table. Like I would never go sit down at the hundred, two hundred tables. It was always the the five and ten dollar tables. Like, I'm that a was, penny slot guy. I have to lose <laughs> a little bit at a time. <laughs> I'm telling you, I I'd much rather jump in and have a hundred credits than a uh, hundred credits in pennies than one credit in you know dollars. That's or or whatever. So. Yeah, just uh, just give me the small stakes, and I'm okay. Uh, I'm not necessarily trying to, to become a bazillionaire. Like I'm happy if if I win, you know, a hundred bucks or or even fifty bucks at a time. Just just so I know that I can continue to uh, you know, pay my Spotify account. Really, I guess is all there is to it. So. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Next question from Go Bearcats. Um, it'd be cool for you to list three drivers to fame, three drivers to fade and three drivers to watch this season in the cup series. Um, and then maybe some Xfinity or truck guys, if you have some, but uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be three, but who, who's a couple guys you want to fame? He says, so, you know, get on and, and you're going to be heavy on early. Some guys you're going to fade on. And then some guys you're going to keep an eye on as the season goes on and, and see where they go. Well, 
It's it's apparent he's not listening to the show because we've done. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. I know you listen. I know you listen. Go Paragats. I know you do. You are one of he our. Is, he is a faithful listener. He's listening sure. right this second. But um, I mean, we've gone over a ton of them, especially in our in our futures. But um, you know, if if anything, I, I've all well, we've talked about him at length, and I think one of the drivers that I'm really going to be having my eyes on this this season is Kevin Harvick because it is his last season because this is the official final ride for him so what is it what's the lasting legacy going to be for him as he rides out literally rides out just this is something we don't think we've covered yet but final ride like he said he's not going to race part-time period in cup this will be it he will never make another cup series start after phoenix this year yeah and that's what i'm saying like he and but we knew this and we already probably you know we talked about the fact that with him you know jimmy jimmy coming back is is like i almost felt like it was going to happen anyways because he went to indy in in you know indy he was yeah he wasn't quitting he was just trying something else for a bit yeah i mean he needed a break i mean look i get it like when you're somebody who's been at the top of your game for so long which is why tom brady i never understand why he doesn't just go and do something else but anyways if you've been at the top of your game for so long it's hard to go away from that kevin harvick he's had success obviously he's got a championship he had nine wins you know guys killing it but it wasn't like he was on a run like Jimmy. So when you walk away from it, you can kind of say, look, I did leave it all out on the table, right? Jimmy's like, I could probably still go out and win another one right now. And that's why he's coming back to own and to race part-time. So yeah, with Kevin, that's going to be one guy that I'm really, really, really going to look and see uh, what it does. And then another guy I'm keeping my eye on is AJ Allmendinger coming back for another chance at a full-time ride. You know that he's my de facto driver when jimmy's not in there um but i also like the situation that he's in i also like the fact that he earned an opportunity again to be full-time i know a lot of people are like ah but he was he had his shot and blah 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 well okay but now he's got a better shot i think to come back again you know a little more seasoning for him i think it was a little immature that first time around and he'll admit it right a lot of stuff going on but now he's he's got a, a better head on his shoulder i think and and you saw the grit from last season you saw driving with no power steering like driving with no heat suit like you don't do that stuff unless you are committed to the cause you know it's very easy to give up when i don't have power steering park it don't have a heat suit park it but he didn't he kept going through all of that and i think this season's going to be a a breakout season for that 16 car and i'm here for it there you go yeah um for me kyle bush obviously i've been Sue, if you've listened at all this offseason, I'm super high on him. Uh, he's a guy I'm going to be all over early in the season, hoping to catch better odds, hoping to catch better matchups and take advantage of him before he hits good and, and people realize that and they adjust. Um, as far as guys to fade, Ty Gibbs, number one on that list. I'm going to let you know right now, there's probably going to be similar to Denny Hamlin at one point early in the season last year, a head-to-head matchup that I'm just going to bet against Gibbs Every single week, I am not sold. I think he's going to have a lot of struggles in his first season, and we saw it already in his partial season last year, uh, and I'm just not in on the Ty Gibbs boat right now. And I think, again, it's not hate for the kid, and and he's uber talented. I think he is one of the next best drivers we're going to have in the Cup Series, and he is going to be a guy that's around for a long time. He's going to win a lot of races. He's probably going to win some championships. I, I foresee all of that for him, but I think he's going to struggle early. 
I think that's going to be the opportunity to fade him big time. Um, so, so that's definitely going to be the guy that, that I, I'm going to fade, uh, the biggest, um, and then, yeah, Kyle Bush is kind of going to be the guy that, that I'm going to be the biggest on, uh, early. And so, yeah, that's the, that'd be my, my best answer to that question. So we're just going to blanket fade Truex to this year. Let's just put it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Truex is going to be another one. I think we just continue. <laughs> I don't, there was nothing we saw last year that, that makes you not want to fade him. Nah, um, three, three or four laps. Let's give him three or four laps. Know, yeah. There was that one or two times where he was in the lead for a couple laps. Yeah. 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 That. Uh, Ryan Blaney is going to be another guy that I'm going to be big on early. Ryan Blaney's corner will be returning. Um, we talked about that kind of when we were going through the offseason stuff. I mean, he won more stages than anybody else. He was up there in top fives with everybody else uh, and just got those those bad breaks early. So, yeah, there's, those are a couple of guys that, that we're going to be uh, uh, doing for sure there either way with, with fading or, or with going towards. Uh, Steve Shermer, host of the Golf Gambling Podcast. What's up, Steve? Make sure, make sure you check that out. He's a big NASCAR guy, too. He wants to know the top three tracks that should be turned into a parking lot, and I will give you all three of them right now. They are Texas Motor Speedway, Texas Motor Speedway, and Texas Motor Speedway. Wow. So uh, there's your answer, Steve. <laughs> That's the track that needs to go away. <laughs> oh, yeah. In no. my opinion. I agree. No, I agree with you on that one. I, I really honestly believe that that is a track that uh, that was probably the single most. I don't want to say boring because I don't. It think was, was the, no, it was the worst right, it was races boring. of the season. I mean, the All Star race there sucked. The race there sucked. It just it was bad, and I hope that they repave it or or change the configuration or do something to it because that's a great market for NASCAR to be in, and they need to be down there in Texas. But the track as it stands now is horrible. So I, I really don't have many complaints about other tracks on the schedule. I was, I was kind of looking through it earlier, trying to figure out if there was something else I didn't really like that much, but it was kind of like, yeah, Texas is, is really the one that just jumps off the board to you as it's got to go or change or turned into a parking lot. I guess. Well, obviously <laughs> I don't think Charlotte needs to be, or, or needs to be turned into a parking lot, but I, I do believe that they do. They should take out that Roval. I I'm not a big fan of the Charlotte Roval, well, I think they should keep the cardboard off of it. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that'd be the big thing I would change. There is let's keep the cardboard signs off the track. I didn't mean to get you going. I just I, that's Charlotte. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that roval. It it doesn't necessarily do much yeah, for me. That's. I mean, of the road courses we have, I would say that'd be the one that's kind of the most. Eh. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, we, they tried it with the Daytona thing too, which was fine during COVID. You needed that mm -hmm. to to fill the schedule and stuff, but. They quickly dumped that once we got past the COVID protocol stuff. And yeah, the Charlotte road course might, I'd like to see a second race at Charlotte. The 600 is very good there because of the long distance part of it. You're not going to have two races that long, of course, there. But I, I think going back to the Oval, I'd like to see Indy go back to the Oval as well. Uh, there's other road courses we could go to instead. Road America just got taken off the schedule. And, and there's other ones out there. Um, that, that could fill those spots. So yep. maybe three that should be turned into parking lots, but Texas Motor Speedway, something needs to be done there at least. <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's exactly where I was going to, Steve. That Texas was my first one. And like I said, Charlotte would probably be a close second with the Roval. Don't turn it into a parking lot. Just turn it back into a, an oval and don't uh, leave the road course out of it. Okay, a couple. I'm going to combine some of these questions here. Paulie. We know uh, he's a big guy, big Custer guy. We're going to be talking about Custer a lot when it comes to the Xfinity series. Also a big Briscoe guy. Uh, it sounds like we're going to need to get Derek Picks by Blaze back on next week and uh, 
discuss the the Briscoe love because he's got a lot of it and I do not. So we had a little little Twitter argument earlier, and uh, <laughs> we need to hash that out on the microphones. I think that'll be fun. Um, but he asked, uh, "What's your uh, host's favorite recipes they're making for Daytona?" And then also Pope underscore Jug Money Sign. Um, he uh, he says tips for a race day party. A group of us are doing a Daytona party for the fourth year in a row now. And then he followed it up with the hosting couple has a baby who will be attending her first NASCAR party. What driver's onesie does he show up with? Um, which I, I did ask a follow-up question to that. I asked what state he lived in, just in case, you know, we wanted that to influence. Um, and he said the DMV area on the Maryland side. So first of all, what are you making for, for your Daytona 500 uh, meal or party? And then do you have any tips for a race day party? My go-to is smoking up some ribs. That is the mm. first and foremost. Mm. I, I do this for just about every... I do it for Super Bowl. I do it for Daytona. I do it for anything that... Uh, I just do it. Like, that. smoking ribs is is the way to go for me. I do enjoy uh, just, just starting it up in the morning, cranking that bad boy down to, you know, a good old low temperature. And, and um, I, what I do enjoy most is, is it's so cold outside in the morning... Uh, for us, especially in, in February. Um, I don't want to hear your cold, Rod. <laughs> look, 50 degrees. Oh, yeah. Boy, that's, that's, a, that's a summer day for us in the wintertime. <laughs> I go out in my in my parka and my gloves and my my, my kerchief, and, uh, and, and I start smoking up the ribs. But, no, so it's ribs um, for me, and, and um, I don't know. Like, I love to make uh, a, a queso, but my wife – um, doesn't like the way I do it, so I've stopped doing that. Oh. But yeah, I mean, what's wrong with her? There's no such thing as a bad queso. I mean, crockpot queso. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't do it right, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> but I do like crockpot queso. That is another go-to for me. Um, so th- those are the two probably big, big things that I like to go to. Of course, you, you know, beverages galore. As far as the onesie, it's got to be Jimmy Johnson. I don't care. <laughs> well, there you go. Yep. Um. Yeah, so for me, food-wise, I'm a big chicken wings guy. I, I got a recipe that I stick to religiously every time. It's the best thing I've ever had in my life. So chicken wings are a must. Again, Super Bowl, like you said, Daytona 500, random Wednesday night, doesn't matter. Wings all the time. Love me some wings. Toss them in some Parmesan garlic, Chick-fil-A sauce. You can buy that like at the store now. That is good in those as well. Uh, so those are must-haves. And queso is the other one for me, too big huge queso guy here just easy use the Velveeta thing and throw some other stuff in there it doesn't bother me at all it doesn't have to be fancy no such thing as bad queso so uh any type of queso you can pair with that those those are my two game day slash race day uh go-tos uh as far as the onesie man that that area Denny Hamlin's kind of the guy that pops up you think right he's from Virginia from that area but Nobody likes Denny Hamlin, so don't do not do that to that kid. Um, <laughs> Chase Elliott's the most popular driver, so he's my favorite, of course. But, Ed, do you really want to go with the guy everybody else loves? I, I was grandfathered in because I was a Bill Elliott fan growing up, so I, I, I'm not going to take crap for being on the bandwagon. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's a good one. Corey LaJoy, he's a super fun one. Not going to be a ton of winning until he gets in one of those Stuart Haas cars next week. We're going to talk about that or next year. Hopefully uh, we'll talk about that later on another episode, but, but he's a guy that that's super fun. Uh, kind of the underdog story, right? So 
yeah, that's a tough one. Definitely uh, get back to us, uh, Pope Jug, and and let us know what onesie you end up deciding on. But uh, yeah, those those are some some fun questions there. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson, <laughs> Jimmy Johnson, <laughs> Jim, Jimmy Johnson. That's uh, that's for sure, Rod's answer. Uh, that's my answer. <laughs> Let's go forty eight. Okay, go Bearcats. Another question. Uh, he says, "How do you get your wife into watching, or at least being okay with NASCAR?" And I respond, went ahead and responded to him on here, and I said, "Let to let me know if he finds the answer uh, for how to get her to watch, because my wife is not interested in, in NASCAR." He, he said, "I guess this was too much for for uh, the pod, so maybe that that can be the 200th episode, and you'll have it figured out by then." So uh, <laughs> there's our assignment for episode 200, which it won't take us a year to get to 200 because we're gonna have a lot of episodes during the season so uh we better figure it out quickly uh but gator bait did chime in and said that he, he found that the way um if they can connect with the drivers on a more personal level um have a reason to love or dislike another one uh really helps the, the show they had last year race for the championship uh did wonders for connecting his significant other with nascar um and getting them into it um and then he listed off. Uh, she, she, of course, hated Kyle Busch after that. And Brad Keselowski, she thought he was maybe, but really started to like Daniel Suarez and a couple of others. Um, but yeah, I don't. Is your wife in a NASCAR much, Rob? So my wife has a love hate relationship with sports in general. I mean, she loves. <laughs> yeah. So the fact of the matter is this: she loved Tony Stewart already before I met her. So okay. lucky enough that she was, you know, I, I guess uh, amiable to me watching NASCAR. Um, but does she watch it with me on a weekly basis? No. Um, but not, not because she doesn't like the sport in general. She just can't sit still for more than five minutes. Like me, I can plant myself on the couch, watch the race, be good. Her, she'll sit down with me for about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, keep an eye on it, get up, do something, and then maybe come back again about an hour later, sit down to see how the race is going, and then go back out and do something else. So while I am devoted to nascar she is not necessarily devoted to sitting around so um that you know and of course as far as sports are concerned in this house in general um there's not a lot of that either so like she'll sit down and watch it a little bit of course now i'm a 49ers fan she's a cowboys fan i'm a san francisco giants fan she's a los angeles dodgers fan so yeah some, some rivalries in the house there i mean opposites attract, divided right? yeah <laughs> opposites attract but um no i mean again she knew right from the get-go that sports was basically my my driving passion and uh she's done well for the last 18 years to at least act like she could put up with that um i still don't know 100 percent yet whether or not that's true i figure i'll figure it out in another 18 years but you know, truth be told, I'm just happy that she, you know, is okay with me. I don't want to say allows because I hate that, but uh, that that she, you have permission. Rob. That that I have permission. Uh, I don't think anybody has permission to give anybody permission to anything. But um, yeah, no, that 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 she accepts the fact that I uh, am as passionate about NASCAR as I am, and you know, she knows about the sport and she knows the drivers and she knows what's going on. So that, that's that's the most I can hope for. Uh, you know, at this time. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Shout out to my wife. She's a trooper that, that puts up with all of my sports love. She's not huge on sports, but she'll sit down and watch. She doesn't necessarily know a ton or, or doesn't get super invested in it, really. Uh, I'd be surprised if she could name more than probably one driver in NASCAR. She probably knows who Chase Elliott is, but other than that, she'd probably struggle a little bit. Um, but 
no, she's she's awesome. She you know knows that if we don't have plans, if we have you know plans or something, we will do those. Those come first, of course. But if we're home on a Sunday, today I like to watch football or I like to watch NASCAR, and she has no problem with that. She'll sit and watch a little bit here and there. She likes it when she takes a nap and wakes up and there's like 15 laps left. That's her favorite because she knows it's almost over at that point. <laughs> um, but no, she she puts up with it. And I guess the the best answer to how do you get her to be okay with it is start making a little bit of money off of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she doesn't mind that at all now that I, now that I I'm getting paid a little bit to uh, cover the sport. She she likes that a little bit more. <laughs> it always helps when you can say, "Listen, this is part of my job. I have to know what's going on in this race because they are paying me to do so." That I, do, I do that to my daughter all the time. She'll be like, "Really? We have to watch another race?" And I'm like. I'm working over here, honey. Do you like this house you're sitting in? We got to pay for it somehow, right? Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Whatever, Dad. You said you wanted to go out to where? Well, (laughs) guess what's paying for that? How much does that cost? I better go record another episode with Rod. (laughs) (laughs) I know. When you start start putting all of your stuff in units where you're like, yep, uh, that'll be two units. uh, That'll be two podcasts to do this. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have done that a few times. Hey, so. listen, we all have at this point. So, uh, all right. Uh, I believe that was it for Discord, right? I, I, that's what all yeah, I Yeah, I think that uh, was the end of, uh, yeah, end of questions on, on the Discord. Yeah, so. everything else kind of deteriorated into which drivers were which. Uh, yeah. Which <laughs> there was course, a lot of fun other conversation and, and stuff going on. I was going to say, which is the joy of that Discord channel because yeah, it doesn't. That out. Yeah. That, it, it can spiral quickly, but it's fun. <laughs> It's no other, no other spiral, like no other spiral you will go on. Yes, exactly. So, um, all right. And then we took the, we took the conversation to Twitter. You, uh, you basically asked the Twitter folk the same questions and we got a lot of great responses for that. Um, so where do you want to take us first on that one? Yeah. Well, uh, let's start with our buddy, Derek, uh, at picks by blaze, Derek Yoder. We had him on the show a couple weeks ago here. He's been on a few times, um, and has his own shows. He's doing a bunch of ton- fun stuff over there. Um, as well shout out to him he's been he's been a longtime listener great friend for both of us uh and he's a he's one of the best members of of the nascar gambling community um so much love to him he said congrats on the milestone episode season's almost here he can't wait to hear the contact uh content we produce each week here's some of his questions what is your favorite bet that's been made on the show rod well cody I tell you what, this is this is where I will I will uh, my favorite bet. Look, overall, uh, obviously, I think it was the day where I didn't necessarily give you Kevin Harvick, but I gave you Kevin Harvick. And let's uh, let's step back into the wayback machine and take a listen to how that transpired, shall we? Uh, I, I'm still bleeding for Kevin Harvick. Okay, he's at plus twenty five hundred. He's at twenty five to one to win this race. I'm not telling you to bet on him, but I'm I'm just tempted. Add, just put it in there, Rod. Add it. Fine. Add it to your official card. I'll Do give it. you Kevin Harvick at 25 to 1 as well. 46 years old from Bakersfield, California. This will be his 59th career win. That puts him 10th all-time, guys, on the list. 65 starts since the last win for this four team. And he entered Michigan 96 points out of the playoffs in 17th position. As he comes off turn four, the closer, Kevin Harvick, is going to make it happen in Michigan. Great job. Awesome. Because up until then, 
we had been talking about Kevin Harvick so much as far as when, when. I mean, we, we knew he was a perennial top 10. We knew he was a guy that was continuing to, to, to put together good finishes. But I just had that feeling. I had, I've, been, I've been banging the drum for Kevin Harvick to finish better than 10th all year long, and I finally hit that one, and it felt so damn good. And then he goes off and rips another one. But, Cody, I think that was, that was probably in, our, in my prime of being able to call races at that point. That was, yes, great call by you. Uh, glad I was able to, to push you over the edge and, and get you put it on there officially. <laughs> Harvick was a, was a fun driver last year. Beginning of the season, I was very much against him. You, you started off on him right away, right? You gave him out to win the championship mm-hmm. right from day one. I was like, hey, I don't know about these older guys, him and Truex specifically. I didn't like him, and I was kind of dogging on him. And then as the season went on, the Truex thing stayed the same, but I I started to warm up a little bit to Harvick and then it got to be like, man, the DFS part of it, like we could really use him every week. And then it got to that point where it was like, okay, here we go. And I think one of us had given out uh Ford at like plus four fifty to win that weekend as well. Um, and a couple other bets. That was a really good weekend for the show and, and we hit stuff there. Um, but yeah, you you kept on him all season. You were you were there from the beginning, right? You gave him out as a championship winner early on. Um, and then mid season, right. We had the break the week off and we talked about him at that point. He, his odds were kind of crazy. He was outside of the championship at that time. We said, there's a way he could squeeze in here. If he gets to the final four at Phoenix, he's been good there. Um, and that ticket lived for a while. I think he made it to the final eight, right. Before he was eliminated. Um, and then, or maybe he was only in 12. I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, that was a really good one. Um, and and a, a really fun hit by you and a great call. You, you were on him all, all year and uh, paid off big there. I just can't quit him. I couldn't. So speaking of somebody who couldn't quit, I, I, actually, what was your favorite one, Cody? I, I think I have a feeling I know what it is, but what was your favorite call of the season? Oh, I'm going to have to go with the watermelon man, Ross Chastain at Coda, 40 to 1. Boy, this was this was early in the season, first road course of the year. And this was a huge hit for the show uh, and really, really kicking things off as, as we were starting to get rolling. You mean uh, this one? Ah. Yeah, it'll probably be the Chase Elliott Kyle Larson show like it has been in the past. But if it's not going to be, which this season of uh, all the seasons would be the season that it's not going to be, especially in the first race in this car and this package and all that stuff. Ross Chastain plus four thousand. Go smash that now before it disappears on you. Open the door up. He won't open this one up though, right nope. here. Nope. Oh, he's gonna use. AJ's gonna left, open left, it for him. Left, he moved him. Moved him. AJ moved Is him. He gonna get Chastain moved back. Comes back. Chastain, will he answer? And Bowman wants to steal it. No, oh, that he'll get the chance. Bowman's under him. Oh my. God. Chastain's going to have to move them both. You're going to have to move them both. Oh, he is. Oh. And around goes all the both. Off the bumper of Chastain. And Ross Chastain beats and bangs his way to turn 20. And off One the race. corner to the checkered flag. Hey, I don't mind that. He got moved and moved him back. Absolutely. Great job, boy. Not only 
did you smash that 40 to 1? But Ross Jastain went on to smash some watermelons on that track. That was some high drama there at the end of that race with Bowman and Almondinger and uh, Chastain. Because I recall, Cody, that I had Almondinger to win that race and Chastain <laughs> bumped him out of the way. I'm pretty sure you heard me scream all the way in California when that uh, <laughs> bump happened. I, it was that that those last few turns during that clip there was such the emotions, right? Chastain it was leading. All of a sudden, Almendinger gets into it. Like, no, no, there it goes. Oh, and then he comes back and he dumps both of them. And it's like, oh, he just, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna win. Oh my god! And there it was, like forty to one. Like, wow. And then yeah, the smash and the watermelon. Right, the Trackhouse guys really brought out the celebrations this year. Uh, as they both picked up their first career wins with with the watermelon smashing with the pinata um but yeah that 40 to 1 early on in the season like that that was fun uh gave me a lot of confidence going forward in myself and being able to make out those calls and man we hit a ton of big dogs throughout the year uh be interesting to see if those are still around this year obviously we had all the different winners last year um which you could say made it harder to pick because there were so many different ones but made it easier maybe to hit some of the longer shots because because you had the random different winners. But, yeah, that was definitely definitely a fun one. Yeah, I mean, there's been so many fun calls over the season. And, of course, we made calls in the trucks. We made calls in Xfinity, and we made calls in the Cup. Cody, I liked another one, and uh, this is where I took Young Priest to win the Nashville race. Sound a little something like this and i'll also toss out too. uh ryan priest is in this and he won uh uh he won this race last year and he's at plus 1500 so i'm not sure what the bookmakers were thinking at this point but uh plus 1500 for last that was week. his first ever truck series start exactly exactly and he uh, won yeah so he's gonna lose momentum he may lose second to hosabar hosabar now to the inside of Zane Smith for second, but that's just what Ryan Priest wants to see. He wants to see those two battling. It's going to be Ryan Priest going back to back at Nashville. And he did. He went back to back in Nashville. That was one of those ones that, you know, it was not. A popular play, obviously. It was not a lot of people on Ryan Priest to win that one. Uh, but he went out, he took care of business. And, you know, again, Cody, that's the thing about this show. I mean, we have always had fun not necessarily trying to give you the the you know, we're not out here trying to bang the drum for bets. Like we're not we're not trying to say our picks are the best. We we literally are trying to have fun and let the picks kind of come out of that. And I think that's why we were as successful. And, and you know me, I don't necessarily like to, to brag. That's that's other people's gimmick. But I, I just know that we had a lot of fun and, and the, those kind of calls came out of it, you know, because we watched, we paid attention, we had fun, we talked, we conversed with everybody out there. And, and you know, the 15 to 1s, the 25 to 1s, the 40 to 1s, they were just all sort of brought about because... We've been having fun this whole time, and and that's why I love doing this show so much. That's why I love going back and and I was had fun listening to these clips because, man, we were just having fun, and and the fact that we were able to hit these picks were just that was icing on the cake. Yeah, a hundred percent, and that's man, this show, and just I'm so glad that the chemistry we have and the the way things work 
we're just two guys sitting here talking about NASCAR and having fun. A lot of times we get in these episodes and I look down and I'm like, holy shit, what time do we, did we been doing this for like an hour already? Like, damn, we should probably be trying to wrap this up soon. Right. And it's like, it, we're just talking and having fun, having a good time. And yeah, the picks come from that and we're invested in the sport. We sit down and watch it. We pay attention to the things that are going on and watch the trends and follow all that stuff. And that leads us to be able to give you some, some pretty good picks. Sometimes they don't always hit right. But we're honest with that, too. We recap every Monday, go through what didn't hit, why we liked it, why it was a mistake. I gave out Truex to win one race, and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Right? I stop so, you, my bad. It, yeah, hopefully you didn't clip that. We, I just, why did I even bring that up? Let's forget about that one. But, uh, no, it, yeah, and that's that. That's part of what makes it fun and makes it a good time. Uh, yeah, it's man, it's been so much fun. Well, you also made a call for uh, young Austin Dillon to make a win in Daytona. I want to play that one back for you as well. Austin Dillon, 30-1. to Um, Another guy who's proven he can do it at Daytona. He won the Daytona 500 a couple of years ago. Uh, He's one of those guys that's just really good at super speedway racing, does good in the draft. He's in that three car. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. That car's always been good. On the super speed, of course, with Dale Earnhardt back in the day. He's got some help with him. Oh, oh the way to the wall they go. The 11 now also caught up in it. The whole Haley. The three of Austin Dillon squeezes through. He is in front. And look at virtually the only car to clear it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I've never seen racing that intense in Daytona. Never. And you know that says something when Dale Earnhardt Jr. is telling you something like that. Obviously, we know that uh, that was basically it after that, right? That uh, that crash, Austin Dillon squeaked through, race was called, game over. Austin oh, Dillon. remember they went back oh, right, and raced. Right, they went back and raced. Yeah, that off. was talking about a sweat, right? That's right. I'm sitting there thinking 30 to 1, like open up the heavens and let it rain, That's baby. Right. And it didn't, and they went back to it. Luckily, there was only like six cars left, and he was able to to hold everybody off with the help of uh, Tyler Reddick, his teammate, kind of blocking for him. But don't tell me Dale Earnhardt wasn't in the car with that kid that day, getting him through. Everybody, he was like 18th on the field, and every like the Red Sea parted, and everybody crashed in the rain. Everything was a disaster, but Austin Dillon wins it, gets into the playoffs that way, 30-1. to 1. Man, that was fun, but yeah. That was a sweat all day because it was like, dude, it was pouring. It was pouring rain. And it was like, just call it, just call it, just call it. But NASCAR didn't want to call it when it's the last race of the regular season. This is how guys are going to get in or out of the playoffs. If they would have called it at that point, Ryan Blaney wouldn't have been in and Truex would have been in. Then they end up going back to racing. Blaney ends up getting in and and Dylan ends up holding on and winning still. But that wasn't necessarily a given during the end of that. There was a couple other cars up there that could have gotten him. If Tyler Reddick wasn't being a good teammate, he should have easily passed him probably to win that race. Um, and so, yeah, that was another day of of a big, long sweat, multiple hours of just call the race, just call the race. No, they're going to go back on it. Um, and, yeah, but that was a fun one. Austin Dillon, something about that three-car, right? Uh, and do it for Dale, I guess. He's, he's a good super speedway guy. And, man, super speedways, that's my favorite place to find – the good value deep because we see it so much on the super speedways where these guys 
hit these big numbers for you and get the win when you're not really expecting it. And that was a that was a super fun one to hit. It certainly was, um, and you're right. I, I totally forgot. I my I closed up shop right after that happened, and and I, I couldn't remember. Uh, <laughs> I think I might have even like fallen asleep because I had it recording. I had to go back and well, watch. It. I don't yeah, know. and it was. I mean, that was multiple. I, it was like I feel like that we'd have to go back and look, but I feel like it was like almost a four hour red flag. Like they waited a long time for the rain to stop. Daytona is a two and a half mile track. Like. It, it doesn't, it's not a picnic to dry a place like that. And you're in the Florida humidity that doesn't help, you know, this doesn't pull off the moisture that well either. So yeah, it was, they did a lot to get it back in, which props to them with it being the final race of the regular season and all that, but made me sweat it out all damn day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was not, yeah, that was not for the faint of heart. Cause I remember that was the day that they did the live stream too, for the, for the uh, racing guys, right. With Derek and all that, they tried to yeah, do the, uh, the live were, stream yep. that day. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, that was insane. Um, all right, there's a few more of your good calls, Cody, because you made quite a few good calls uh, this season. You were definitely on top of things. I, I didn't want to go back and clip all of mine because, you know, you made far more of them than I did. So um, uh, you you had a couple of good ones, too. You had the the Priest one we already did. Mm -hmm. uh, you, yeah, the Harvick you one. Some, you had some good ones, the Harvick one. Yeah. Um, oh. All right, but you made one about uh, Christopher Bell in Loudoun. If he doesn't get it done, I got a long shot, uh, of course. Christopher Bell, and his odds are dropping quickly, so go get them while you can. He's at plus 1,800. I've already seen him drop to 10 to 1 in, in a place that I was looking at earlier. So people are definitely on him. Off turn four and nothing between him and the checkered flag. Christopher Bell wins at New Hampshire. Excellent work, guys. Excellent work. Thank you. Thank you so much. Great improvement on pit road. Adam, you're the man. I don't know what you did, but you woke this thing up. Yep, woke up. Woke Christopher Bell, got him in there, and then only to suffer heartbreak <laughs> in, <laughs> in the in the postseason. Just man. Yeah, he, he came back and made me pay for it uh, with cardboard gate later on. I am going to jump ahead to Derek's final question on this this list here, real quick, because it's the Bell over 1.5 wins. He puts the the emoji smiley with the sunglasses on it. Um, see, I don't always hate on Christopher Bell. He's a guy I'm kind of on the fence on. I He could go either way on the 1.5 wins. So take the over, Derek. It's fine. Chase Briscoe, I'll fight you on that because he's not going to get it. But uh, I'll give you Christopher Bell. But now this is another good one. He's a short, flat track guy, right? That seems to be a market that certain guys have cornered much better than others. And this is the second year in a row where New Hampshire's been super nice to me. I had Eric Almarola last year before I was even doing this show, and we were just talking in the Slack channel. I had him at like 40 to one at that point, And, and that was a super fun hit. He ended up winning that one. Uh, they called the race early because the darkness was going to set and there's no lights at New Hampshire there. And I believe Christopher Bell was running him down at the end of that race. That was something I had kind of remembered from hitting that was the, the fear of Christopher Bell there. So at 18 to one, and then I talked about it on that clip, right? His odds were quickly dropping on other books. He was already down to 10 to one and people were hitting it good that week because they realized how good he is there. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was a fun one to hit um, there at New Hampshire as well. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's go over some of the heartbreak. I, I want you to pick your biggest heartbreak. What was the biggest heartbreak that you had in your season of calling uh, uh, the bets? Yeah, it had to be Corey LaJoy at Atlanta. You mean, right? you, you mean this one? Going to toss in a bonus for you. I talked about him in the DFS show. I can't quit this guy. <laughs> Corey LaJoy, I'm going to bet him at every super speedway race until the end of time, no matter what. 
He's at plus 25,000. Just throw a little bit on it. That's 250 to one odds. You throw down a dollar and, you know, you win a bunch. So. LaJoy loose behind the nine. Now he goes to the high side. All the way up into the wall goes LaJoy. He's going to spin around. He'll collect the field. Caution will come out. And it looks as though the nine of Chase Elliott is going to be scored the winner. Chase Elliott will join his father as the only Georgia-born driver now. Two of them to win at Atlanta Motor Speedway. The Chase Elliott fan in you was thrilled? <laughs> the one day I was disappointed to see my favorite driver win the race. Oh, there was two laps to go, and he was leading 250 to one, Rod. Oh, my goodness. I don't think I was breathing the last 100 laps of that race as he was just – he was up there with them the whole – it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't a big wreck, and he stuck his way – it was – he was up there with them battling it out for 100 laps, leading laps. He was in the mix, and he had the chance, and he was, oh, so close. That's okay because he's going to win in Daytona. I told you on that clip I'm going to bet him at every super speedway. You can go place those six bets right now. Both Daytonas, both Talladegas, both Atlantas. I'll be on him. I don't care what the odds are. I think he's like 101 right now at Daytona 500. Go bet it now. I've already done it. He's locked in. He's going to win the Daytona 500. And uh, we'll probably come back and clip this when he does. <laughs> uh, let's see. Give me the note. I'll do that. No, yeah. <laughs> right down this time. <laughs> uh, my heartbreak was for you as well. I mean, again, like I said, your your Chase Elliott fandom was was ha happy and giddy, but the better in you was not necessarily. I feel like that I might have even had Chase Elliott. You did. You had. I think. Yeah. You had. I think I had him like nine to one or something. So yeah. I still won on the day, yeah. right? But it was the heartbreak of. 250 to no nobody's ever won at 250 to one in that i mean we had the 100 to one at with jeremy clements at, at daytona right in xfinity series and like that was a huge one mcdowell was somewhere close to that in the 500 uh last year when he or you know what two years ago now when he won it in, in 21 but man 250 to one two laps to go he was leading oh man that was definitely the biggest heartbreak Man, that that one hurt big time. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was not uh, not for the faint of heart. As was this one, Cody. I'm gonna take you down memory lane for this heartbreak as well. Um, I, I was doing my best rain dance on that last rain caution because <laughs> that Tyler Reddick 16 to one was tasting so sweet, and then we were so close. Last corner, I went through all the emotions on that last lap. It was uh, devastating, not only to lose the bet, but because. Reddick's just such a good guy, and and he's been so close so many times. He, he really reminds me of Casey Kane, where see, I think he finished second like nine or ten times before he finally won a race. And just just a great guy. Was hoping to see him get that first one, and it was right there. And he just, you know, it happens, but it was sad. And uh, Kyle Busch backed into one, but. <laughs> He go for a slide job. This is it. There it goes. for it. Down to the bottom. Slides up in two. Who's going to save it? Neither one. They both spin out. Kyle Busch and Kyle Busch is going to win barely. Steals one. Holy cow. Tyler Reddick. Oh. I feel you, Clint. I feel you. I love that, Clint. I think we just found the root problem of why I don't like Chase Briscoe. 
as he took Tyler Reddick out for no reason. First of all, there was the caution, right? The rain started coming, the caution, but it's a dirt track and, and the dirt will absorb some of the rain. You can work it in and you can get back out there. I was hoping they wouldn't restart it, right? Let's just cash the 16-1 right there. Didn't happen. Uh, it was going to be Tyler Reddick's first win. He's a dirt guy, right? It was all setting up perfectly. Even after he spun out, he recovered and almost still beat Kyle Busch. And so that was, again, the whole range of emotions and just devastating to lose that bet. Where And it wasn't like Briscoe really had a chance to win that race and went for it. Then that would have been different. He he didn't. He wasn't. There was no way he was going to pass Reddick, and he just took them both out. Now he he did the right thing and, and admitted that after, and he apologized. And he's a dirt guy as well, right? And you make that move in a dirt car when you get into a NASCAR. It's a lot heavier and a lot different, and and they're not used to driving those on dirt, right? So you, you can't blame him too much. But maybe maybe that's where some of my my Chase Briscoe dislike comes from, I guess. Because uh, man, that was a brutal beat. It, it was tasting so sweet and he he really dominated the latter portions of that race and other than briscoe kind of running him down and, and hanging with him but he wasn't going to catch him man that was that was definitely the the next closest uh heartbreak on the season for sure and we all know kyle bush gave that win back because he doesn't believe in backing into wins or being handed wins that he didn't earn right that's that's right. exactly what happened. <laughs> Kyle Busch forfeited that win. He didn't win at Bristol Dirt, and uh, the storybooks were all rewritten. So, um, I, I've got a couple other calls on here, Cody. They're, they're better calls than that one. Do you want to listen to your to your other couple of calls, or, or, or are we just not? Are we taking too long down memory lane? No, there's no such thing as too long. Let's just keep going. I'm having a good time on this. It's kind of fun to, to go back and relive these before the season starts. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've got one. Let, let's do a good one on uh, Ion Kyle Reddick, shall we? Let's uh, let's take a more pleasant trip down Kyle Reddick Road. Or Kyle Reddick. Ah, Tyler <laughs> Reddick Road. Yeah, they swapped rides. They're the same thing now, right? Yeah. Oh, indeed. <laughs> well, right. sort of swapped, I guess. Yeah. All right, here we go. Last year, he was extremely good at Sonoma. It was probably him or Larson was going to win that race. Both of them had pit road mistakes that cost them, um, and they weren't able to win. But I think that we see them get back to the front here. I think Chase Elliott's going to win. If he doesn't, Tyler Reddick, plus 2,500 over on win bet. Again, we've talked about it. You can't rely on him to get you those good, solid finishes. But if he can put a full race together, he's proven he can be up front there. We can see it from him. Man, he's he's due for one. He's going to get one. He's been so close. We all had him at Bristol Dirt. It was right there. He, he's going to get one. It's coming soon. Plus 2,500. Those odds are just too good to pass up on. I really hope Red Dog can get it done. Tyler Reddick is going to win his first ever Cup Series race. I love you, man. You're my hero. Great job. Great job, team. Woo, you heard the raw emotion in that voice, man. That was that was a guy stoked to have his first win. The sweet redemption, right? I didn't hit him at Bristol Dirt for his first win. Hit him at Coda for his first win. Uh, unfortunately, I also picked Chase Elliott that race, and and he's the one that got passed and finished second. Uh, I think that was like a three-race streak in there, right? Giving out both like first place and second place in a couple races. That was, uh, man, we had a stretch over the summer where we were just nailing. It was like one week you would hit, the next week I would hit. We'd hit multiple different, you know, across the three series. And, yeah, that was that was during that streak. Uh, and, yeah, that was that was a fun time. Got got the redemption there for, for missing out on him at Bristol Dirt. And maybe maybe the odds wouldn't have been so good if, if he had won at Bristol Dirt already. And uh, 
so yeah, it all worked out in the end. The the racing gods organized it as they will. Indeed, they did. Um, Derek, I didn't even answer what my, my biggest heartbreak was because I'm not even going to play the clip for you. It was just that big heartbreak. Look, my biggest heartbreak was that Kevin missed out on the championship. I mean, it was it was not looking good for the first part of the season, obviously. Um, we talked about the fact that we didn't think he was going to win any races, and, and then I sort of changed my – well, I didn't change it. I, I'd be beating the drum for him all year long anyways. But I sort of started to get a little more pessimistic about it um, until I, I finally felt like it was his week. And then he finally did it, and he finally won, and then he won another one, and then I got excited again. And then, of course, having him turn in the performance that he did in the in the playoffs just broke my heart, man. That I, I hated it because it was looking so good for him to be able to to come across and win. Um, unfortunately, he didn't do it, and uh, and now you know, like I said, we get to see this last season play out, and hopefully, it is a good one for Kevin Harvick, and we can bet a lot more on him uh, to win and and have fun with it. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, devastating. Obviously, the way he really turned the season around in the second half of the regular season, strung those two wins together, all the momentum, and then it just seemed like problem after problem in the in the playoffs for him, and it just didn't work out for him to to move on, unfortunately, and have the chance. But maybe he saved up all that luck, and uh, he's going to cash in in his final season and and walk off uh, at, on top, right? That would be the storybook ending for him. Uh, speaking of storybooks, I got one more clip for you, Cody. I want to take you down memory lane okay. one more time. This will be the last one we play for you guys uh, just because it's been so much fun going back, like Cody said, to listen to some of this stuff. But um, here's a fantastic call you made on one uh, Bubba Wallace Jr. We already talked about Bubba Wallace, 20 to 1. I think that he's that's too far for him. I really like that uh, on him. I, I was hoping that we would get a juicy line like that. We did. Again, his teammate won here in the spring. They know what they're doing at this track. And the way we've seen him run lately, I made the case for a top 10 earlier. I think he could win this race. And a 20 to 1, he is my long shot pick. A win a year ago made history for Bubba Wallace. And now, this car with Kurt Busch behind the wheel won earlier this year here at Kansas. Bubba Wallace looking for his second career win in the Cup Series. His final time through three and four. He's going to do it. Bubba Wallace wins at Kansas. We talked about him as a top 10 car. We talked about exactly that same scenario as far as the 45 had already won in Kansas the, the race before in the spring. Why can't Bubba Wallace have a good run in that car? Obviously, he stepped in after Kurt Busch got the uh, concussion, but yeah, I mean, that was it. That was the handicap. You nailed the, the pick to win. And, uh, that was another fantastic day for this show because, you know, it just shows that we were paying attention to the trends. We, we sort of figured out the, and unlocked the mystery of what was about to happen in that race and, and play, it played out pretty much exactly the way we thought it was going to play out. So yeah, kudos yeah. to you, man. Well, and I was at the spring race where Kurt Busch won and in that 45 car. And the whole story on the day that I was watching was was Bubba Wallace was the best car in the field, hands down. And it was a mistake by the pit crew, a mistake by Bubba, a mistake by the pit crew, a mistake by Bubba. And he kept getting up there and mistake. And he kept getting up there, mistake. He kept getting up there, a mistake. And Kurt Busch ran away with it and won. But it was like, man, between the two of these cars, both being the two best in the field, and I thought that Bubba was the better car. He just couldn't get up there and stay up there. Um, and so it was a no-brainer when he comes back 
in that car that had already won, right? Because he switched. And really, I think he was still in the 23 car. They just painted it as the 45 because, you know, he was, they did it for the owner's championship and all that, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that was just a no brainer to me. Um, and yeah, that was a fun one. Big Bubba Wallace guy. I love the kid. I think that, that he's going to continue to be great. I think him and Tyler Reddick now together is going to be dangerous. I think that we're going to see that that might be the most improved team this year. Um, taking a huge step forward with those two guys. Um, but to see Bubba get it done, right. And, and his whole thing about what are, what are they going to say about us now? Right. He, it wasn't a super speedway race. It wasn't a rain shortened race. He went out there and he smoked everybody on a mile and a half and showed you why he belongs in this series. Um, and then to have a 20 to 20 to one ticket on it, right. That, that makes it even sweeter. So, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that one as well. Indeed. Um, all right, let's quickly get, I just want to get one more or actually two more questions out of the way, uh, that we saw on Twitter. Uh, Rory Picks asks us, how does it feel to be so damn good at handicapping racing? Ask yourself that question, Rory. You are one of the best as well. I, for one, just love being able to talk about this and doing it. Whether or not I'm a good, I'll let you guys decide that. Um, but like I said, all I know is I just have fun doing it. And I know, uh, Cody, what do you, how do you feel about being so damn good at, uh, at handicapping? Well, it feels pretty great, Rory. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. No, same thing you said, Rory. Dude, he's he's so good at at the picks as well. He's got his own show now. He's on Derek's uh, Twitter Spaces, which is gonna be a podcast as well this see, this year. So definitely check him out and his work. Uh, he's another guy we need to get on the show um, as well. Um, he, he's so good at what he does. Knows what he's talking about, and the dude's fucking hilarious. He's he he'll talk slow. He drags it out. He's got that that southern accent, but uh, love listening to him. So. Shout out, shout out to you, Rory, uh, and thanks for submitting the question. Fantastic human being, Rory, uh, is. Uh, all right, and then last but not least, the Sports Dude, uh, at SportsDude78 on Twitter, asked us, who will be the first non-American driver to win a race this season? Will it be Suarez? Will it be Friesen? Uh, Cody, I liked your answer. We'll see if Creed qualifies. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my reply to him was, <laughs> we'll check the rules and see if Sheldon Creed qualifies. Uh but yeah, no, this is a great uh, question. What uh, what's your take on who's going to be the the first non-American to to win one this season? I mean, I'll give it to I'll give it to Daniel. Sw- I don't know though. Maybe I'll give it to Friesen because we talked him up pretty big that he'd at least yeah. get a couple of wins yeah. in the truck series. Yeah, I, I don't know that Suarez is going to win a cup race. I know a yeah. lot of people are big on him this year, and we saw the flashes, but I don't know that Suarez is going to do it in the cup season cup this year. Uh, if Sheldon Creed does count, I'm definitely taking him. <laughs> I think we're going to see him win early in the season and, and get that monkey off the back in the Xfinity. But uh, he's actually from California, yep. even though Rod thinks he's from Canada. So uh, he's got dual no, citizenship. I, he, he's a yeah. ki- he's a California resident and a and a United States resident. That's that's his dual resident. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's uh, yeah, great great question from the sports dude. Uh, okay, two more things I wanted to hit on. Uh, Scott P. Sent a question in also. His was, was kind of weak hard and already touched on it, but uh, responsible betting. Are there some races you stay away from or play them like a lottery ticket? Thinking about like Daytona, Talladega. Um, and my quick comment on that would be, yes, they're not, not as, I, I like to have something on every race just for the hell of it. But there are some races where I go very, very light because it's so many unknowns. The odds aren't great. There's not, a, not good matchups. Um, and then we always give the disclaimer, especially at the super speedways, right? Just go into this expecting to lose it all because shit will hit the fan. It's going to be crazy. You don't know what can happen, but 
there's opportunity for huge things. Um, and so, yeah, that you do have to kind of view that as a lottery ticket, right? Yeah, Corey LaJoy probably not going to win the Daytona 500, but if he does and he cash 100 to 1, that's going to feel pretty damn good, right? So, uh, yeah, that's 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 one where kind of like we talked about earlier, depends on your budget, what you're comfortable with. Again, as always, what you're comfortable with losing. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so the one other question, because, uh, because my Twitter name, of course, is at Husker underscore Zeeb. Everybody knows I'm a big Nebraska fan. So Derek asked, why does Nebraska football suck? I know he's a Penn State fan. Um, and unfortunately, Nebraska football has been pretty bad for a while. But Matt Rule has come to save the day. I'm back to drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, and, yeah, we're probably going to win the national championship this year. So maybe we'll see Penn State in the Big Ten title game. And, uh, and Derek and I can, can go at it there. And then Mark in Mississippi, he's always fun on Twitter. Uh, he, he was trying to set up like an impromptu Twitter spaces today. I was unfortunately wrapped up at work, so I couldn't couldn't get on that. But uh, he asked if Tom Osborne should come back. I saw Tom Osborne a few weeks ago at a store, and he looks like he's about three feet into the grave already. So probably not a good idea. He was a great coach back in the day, but uh, in the NIL days, I don't know that he's he's going to cut it anymore. But uh, yeah, I think we we at least tried to get most of the questions, not all of them had had a lot. So we appreciate that. Feel free too to continue to submit questions at any point in time. If you you know if you're listening to this and you thought of a question, we can still answer it later in the week throughout the season. Shoot questions at us; we don't mind. We kind of teased it. We're going to have more shows this season, so might might have kind of a open open style day where we take some more questions and stuff like that. So continue to shoot those at us. But thanks to everybody who did submit questions um, and had a lot of fun with with doing that and, and going through this kind of a longer episode, but who cares? We've had a good time. It's been fun to, to reminisce on making it to a hundred, right? I, I didn't even think number one was going to make it and uh, you'd find somebody else, but luckily you stuck with me and uh, hopefully I've at least improved a little, but uh, man, what a fun ride. It's been 26 days till the Daytona 500. Oh, I'm super pumped, Rob. You know what Osborne I think needs to come back is Super Dave Osborne. That's that's an Osborne I think that needs to come back. Um, no, listen. <laughs> as far as it goes, yeah. I mean, we I, I kind of said it on the outset of the show. It's just the simple fact that we we've been at this for a hundred episodes. Podcasters know. I mean, 100 episodes is not special because it's 100 episodes. 100 episodes is special because of the commitment that it takes to put an ep- even one episode out let alone 100 episodes, and to continue to, to do this, to have the passion behind it, to have episode 100 sound even more impassioned than episodes 1 and 2, uh, or, or even 10 or 12, that's the, that's the commitment. And again, that, we draw all that energy from you out there. Um, definitely going to have some mailbag-type episodes coming up uh, this season where we will take your questions, incorporate listeners a little more into what we're doing um, because again, you're the driving force behind this. You are the reason the show exists. You're the reason we continue to do this. We talk NASCAR anyways, but the fact that you listen and, and allow us to do this for the sports gambling podcast network just makes it all the better for us. So uh, we truly appreciate it. And we're going to give back a lot more this season, uh, as far as, as these shows are concerned. And then you're going to get, continue to get the content that you know, and you love, you know, the, the picks, the DFS and, and all that other good stuff. So, um, look. We're at 100. Uh, everything after this now is complete and total gravy. Um, you know, because 100 is usually that that benchmark of whether or not your show is going to be in it for the long haul. You know, and, and so I think we've made it. 
I think we're going to continue to do great things. Here's to 100 more. Um, Cody, once again, I could not have picked a better host. Thank you so much for being the dude that's there for me uh, week in and week out and, and basically has become like my best NASCAR friend in the world and, and one of my closest friends now. I, I can go on to say that. Uh, it, I didn't think it was going to happen, but uh, here we are, and I love it. Whew, and to, to think about the day you sent me that message, and I'm like, this dude has no idea what he's doing. I'm going to tell him to fuck off, and here we are. <laughs> I'm so but glad you did. It's all thanks to you, and I appreciate you. Appreciate you for getting me getting me along as far as you have. Uh, we got a lot of hours coming up that we're going to be spending together this season, and I am pumped. So uh, tighten those seatbelts and strap in. We're going we're gonna to make some more money this year. Damn good thing that I like you too, man. If I didn't like you, I think this show would suck. Make, that, make the show pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you'd be looking for a new host because you're the one with all the knowledge. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just the guy that sits here pushing the buttons and does it wrong half the time. So, you know. Yeah. I sat in that seat one time this season, and I don't want to do it again. So uh, Yeah. Hey, and by the way, listen, thanks a lot too because, again, we this is the 100th episode of the show, but Cody and I have not yet done 100 episodes together there was two did, folks we did each miss yep one, one episode. episode yeah so thanks to Derek yoder obviously at picks by blaze on twitter for filling in for uh for cody once uh when cody was out and then of course chase uh the the garage guys chase for filling in for me once if you know you guys were fantastic i'm so glad that you guys stepped in um next episode will be 100 for both of us uh, but this is episode for 100 for the show but yeah thank you both uh Derek and and chase for, for coming in and filling in because, uh, you know, without you, episode 100 would happen in another, you know, couple of days. A couple of days from now, but so, that's okay. <laughs> it would still happen, but, you know, whatever. Um, all right, Cody. I think let's put a, let's put a, a pin in this one, and uh, we'll come back tomorrow with more actual content that, <laughs> that's actually really relevant. We got plenty. In tomorrow. I got a long list of stuff that's been happening in the last few days. We got plenty to talk about. So, yeah, yeah we got a couple more episodes this week, and then, and I think next week we uh, will probably head head towards full time on the new structure and hit it hard, baby. Indeed. All right. Well, as we wrap things up, let everybody know where they can find you on social media as if they don't already know. You can follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Again, tons of stuff over there. I just had an IndyCar uh, totals article come out yesterday covering all the, the available IndyCar totals uh, and picking the, the over or under on each of those guys. Got some F1 stuff out. Got a Xfinity Championship article, a bunch of cup stuff out for with futures odds. So feel free to look through those. Uh, later this week, I'll have an AFC Championship game preview coming out uh, with my pick. Uh, little spoiler alert. I don't care what Patrick Mahomes is going to be. It's going to be Cincinnati. So get on that now before the line moves even more. But uh, definitely check that article out. I'll have some fun props and, and stuff in there later on in the week. So, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Join us in the Discord. That's a perfect place to submit your questions like a lot of these guys did. And follow the show on Twitter as well, at NASCAR Gambling. That's where I kind of put out the first call to take these questions and and, uh, and have people submit them so we could talk about them today. Indeed. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I've got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's in between media. He'll be cranking it up pretty soon. And, of course, my friends at Sports uh, at uh, Sports Rap Bay Area, where I've been writing for them a couple of times a week coming up another one later all right we'll see you again tomorrow thank you everybody for 100 fantastic episodes here's to another 100 more 
We love you. Happy 100th, Rod. Cheers. Happy 100th to you as well, Cody. Can't think of anybody better to make this ride with. So until tomorrow, let's go racing and let it ride. Before we go any farther, too, and just a quick aside, 100 episodes in, I want to thank Iconoclast for this fantastic music that they've given us to, to use. This song is called I Run. Find Iconoclast on Spotify, I-C-O-N-I-Clast. So Iconoclast, I-C-O-N-O-C-L-A-S on Spotify. Support them. Their music's fantastic. Canadian band. Again, thanks for everything. Now we'll return you to your regular schedule show, uh, music. <laughs>